Hi, I'm Adam McKay, and welcome to Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay, the show where we improvise a bedtime story to hopefully help you ease into a wonderful night of sleep during these crazy, bonkers times that we're living through. Harry Nelson, you old so-and-so. Adam McKay, how you doing? You're looking great. Thank you. Thank you. Been on a little bit of a health kick lately. And you look well as well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I've been trying to get better sleep. And, you know, I can't listen to this podcast because I then I hear my own voice and I get confused and I can't sleep. But hopefully it's helping other people out there. Yeah, I, I, there's something about just hearing a voice telling a story, and my wife thinks I'm crazy, but sometimes I'll even use true crime, and then books on tape, of course. Yeah, sometimes I'll listen to something, like I, I listened to a podcast that talked about a horror movie, and then my dreams got all scary, so I, oh, could, no. I had to stop listening to no, that. No, <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Nothing scary today, because we have a guest. I love it. I love it. Who do we got? We got Monica Padmans here today. Ooh, she's the co-creator, co-host of Armchair Expert, right? With Dak Shepard. With Shepherd. Dak Shepard, that's correct. Very nice. Yeah, I'm excited to meet her. I think that she's going to do a great job. She's got she's got one of the best voices in podcasting, I think. Also a hell of an actor, yeah. as I understand. Yep. So she needs a word. She does. Ah, let's think here. I was going to say whale shark, but that really limits where the story can be. Sure, very specific type of shark. Yeah. And if you want to hear a podcast about sharks, check out Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise, oh, wherever so you get good. your podcasts. You know what I just heard loved uh, Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise? The Academy Award-nominated director, Lenny Abramson, who did The Room and then the show Normal People. Oh, wow. I just heard through a friend that he's obsessed with it. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, I got something. Loose change under couch pillows. Okay, also fairly specific. But I think still it gives you a lot of there's a lot of places, places to, go, to go. You're not in the Indian Ocean. Yes. Like with whale shark. <laughs> but you could be. That's what's so fun about it. Maybe there's a couch in the Indian Ocean that's under the I listen, I'm not I'm not here. So. That's why I don't make up the stories. I just give the words. I don't like saying no, but that's <laughs> no. Monica, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Adam. I'm not Monica, but I'm speaking to no, as no, I get what you were doing. Okay. It was a it was a communal kind of thing. Can I take my shoes off? Yes. Is that so gross? It's not gross. <laughs> it's a little gross. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> just it's <laughs> it changed fine. my mind. I can't even see you below your ankles in here. So, like, really, you could have just taken them off and I wouldn't have and no you idea. You would not have known. Yeah. We get real gross in the attic. Like, take your shoes off, lay down, spit on the pillows. Like, it's fine. Yeah, no, this, we have this place professionally steam cleaned every six weeks. So, um, it's really nice. I can, lo- let me lower the lights a little bit. That usually gets Adam in the mood one second. Wow. Wow. Really ambient. That's lovely. Okay, not bad, right? It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you're in the sort of bedtime story mood. Yeah. Uh, have, have you been sleeping lately? Have you? Horribly. Oh, no. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't sleep well. And then, you know, I stopped 
drinking alcohol for a little bit to see if that would help. Mm -hmm. And it didn't really help. So then I went, I returned. That's kind of good news, I guess. Yeah. I was like, what is the point of this? If I am still not sleeping well, I have to add that back into my diet. Um, No, I just like... I don't feel like I get that much rest. Like, I don't wake up and I'm like, I am rested. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I feel the same way. I don't remember the last time I was, like, fully rested. I know. What is that? Is it our brains aren't turning off fully? I get. I mean, do you take vacations? Do you, like, do you ever, (sighs) like, shut down from work and just, like, ignore everything? Yeah. I went to Europe recently and I, it was, like, a legit vacation. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do much work. It was so nice. Did you feel rested then? I did. Yeah. Yeah, now (laughs) that you're saying that. We're sort of, no, I feel like I'm, for my job, it's like, I'm going out of town next week, but I'm like, but if you need me, I'm around. I have my phone on. I can take a meeting, like no big deal. Yeah. And I think that that contributes to the to the lack of. Yeah, how rest. old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 35 years old. Okay, me too. I think that millennials, which we are, mm-hmm. get a lot of flack for weird stuff like avocado toast and like I don't know being entitled or something. Yeah. But I think our generation is that is like I'll answer the email within four seconds. Yeah. I'm working. 24-7. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're the opposite of that, and I'm here to spread the word. Yeah. No, millennials have been slandered for too long. I know. It's a I'm, problem. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> no, I feel like we're always, I don't know. And I also don't want to become like, oh, millennials are always getting shit on. But like, really? <laughs> this uh, is my everyone, cause. Everyone is. No, I'll join the cause gladly. <laughs> Just the cause to, like, leave me alone. Leave me everybody. alone. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so we have a... Um, Usually I provide the word, but on the guest episodes, Adam provides a word. Oh, boy. Okay. So I have a word for you from Adam, and we'll get started. Okay. Loose change under couch pillows. Loose change under couch pillows. Mm. Okay. We open on a 22-year-old girl woman. She's coming into her womanhood. Her name is Melanie. She wakes up out of bed. It's a dreary morning. She struggles with seasonal affective disorder. So when she sees that it's cloudy out, she knows, okay, this might be a little bit of a tough day, but I can do it. What you should know about Melanie is uh, about a year ago, her father passed away. And she was very, very, very close to her father. She did not have a relationship with her mother. And she always thought it was a little strange because normally, in her experience, fathers left, but mothers didn't leave. And in her case, her mother left. She abandoned ship when Melanie was two, and she got a new husband and started a new life and had kids of her own. So Melanie always felt a little bit abandoned, but she also felt very safe because she had her father and he was a perfect dad and always made her feel very loved. And he died of cancer. The other thing you should know about Melanie and her dad is they had a joy of 
coin collecting. This was her dad's passion. He had 45 million coins. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Everyone loves that part when Melanie would, <laughs> would tell would tell her friends that her dad had 45 million coins. And it was true. It was true. And, you know, these were the most prized possessions. And, of course, when her father, Jeff, died, Melanie inherited all the coins. And as you would guess, 45 million coins is actually a lot of money. But Melanie refused to use these coins for money because they were so important and money didn't matter. The love of her father mattered and the memory of him mattered way more. So, you know, she's sitting on a fortune, let's be honest. And she put it away in a a safe and didn't really think about it again. Okay, so she wakes up on this day. It's very dreary and she lives in an apartment and She's brushing her teeth, and all of a sudden, she hears a knock at the door. So she goes over to the door, and her landlord is there. And her landlord says, hey, Melanie, you're past due on your rent again. And she says, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm waiting to hear back from Condonast. She's really trying to work at Condonast. She loves fashion. And she's like, I'm waiting to hear back. And I know I'll hear back any day now. And he was like, well, it's been four months. Like, do you really think you're going to hear back? And and this landlord is very kind. He's a lovely, lovely man. And he likes Melanie. So he d- really doesn't want to do anything drastic. He doesn't want to kick her out. But also, he needs his rent. And he also knows about the 45 million coins and but knows it's a soft spot. So he's he's struggling a little. He's like, you have the money. Please pay me. But he says, okay, I'll give you one more month. So she says, okay, okay. He leaves. Her sad seasonal affective disorder is really hitting. She's like, the everything's falling apart. I should go on a jog. So she goes outside and, you know, that's like a mechanism. She tries to go through her mechanisms during her sad. It's like, I will call a friend. I will go on a jog. And so she does those things. She goes on a jog. She calls her friend, Sarah, and Sarah doesn't pick up because no one picks up phone calls anymore. So she's pretty bummed still. Like, none of the things are working. And she decides to look through an old photo album of her dad. And, you know, that's not the smartest thing to do when you have sad. It sounds nice, but it really is just going to make you more depressed. You know, this is a cautionary tale as well as a bedtime story. So she looks at the pictures of her dad. She's feeling very, very, very low. And she goes to her computer, opens her email. There's an email from Condonast. I regret to inform you. Yeah, I know. You know the rest. Yeah, she didn't get the job. And it's it's a bummer. It is a big bummer for her. She's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm four months late on this rent. She had already been kicked out of another apartment because of this 
not as, um, what's the word? Not as, I don't want to say kind landlord, but a, I guess. Not forgiving. A forgiving, thank you. A not as forgiving landlord. A more practical landlord. I mean, I would do the same, let's be honest. I had evicted her. And so, you know, this is apartment number two. She's at the end of her rope. She knows she has to collect the money out of the safe. And when she goes, she realizes, she goes to the safe, she's crying. I mean, this is so hard for her. She opens the safe and she realizes that half the coins are fake. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. They're fake coins. Fake how? They're not money. (laughs) They're they're just like metal pieces. So it turns out Jeff, the dad, also enjoyed kind of replicating coins. This is unbeknownst to Melanie. But so, so some of the coins are real, some are not. And so she thinks she's sitting on a fortune, but she's really not. She's sitting on what appears to be... 22.5 million coins? Yeah. Well, no, less than that. Less than that. Less than that. Less than that. Let's just do some quick addition and say she has $30,000. Okay. Okay. Much less than we were originally (laughs) thinking. So that's got to be a big blow for her. Much, much less. And... I think it was it was extra upsetting to her, but of course, because she's like, well, I can use some of the coins, but I don't have to use all of the coins. But turns out she does need to use all of the coins, which is just such a blow to her spirit. So she takes them out. She goes to Ralph's down the street, and she puts each coin. Oh, she, so she's just <laughs> doing a, like a coin star machine. She's not That's like right. getting them appraised or anything nope. like that? Okay. No, 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 no. She doesn't have time for that. Okay, she does not. Sure. She can't wait a day. You know, she has to go, and she puts each coin individually in the coin star machine, and the tears, you know, they are just flowing. Yes. They are flowing. But she gets her $30,000. I was really lucky that they were able to... <laughs> Unprecedented. She was there all day. She was there all day. She got a lot of weird looks, of course. Um, But then some like, wow, wow, she's a lot. She's a lot here. Impressed looks, too. So she gets her money. She pays the landlord. She is also a very good person. So she has guilt over the last apartment. So she also pays for those months that she... That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. She believes in karma and she wants it to come back around. So, you know, she is sitting on what will probably last her for the next year in rent. And she knows, okay, you know, it's time. I'm going to have to get that computer job. There's a computer job. I didn't mention it, but there's, there's always a computer job. Sure. 
you know, that she could have gone to and put her passion aside, but she didn't need to. She was sitting on a fortune. And now she wasn't. So she's sitting on the couch. She has her computer out. She writes to computerjob.com. She says, you know, I'm ready. I'm choosing safety over passion. And all of a sudden, she's like, what is on my butt? Like, there's something. <laughs> Wait, what? What's that? Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. The story is curvy and swervy. I know. I know. I know. This is what Melanie thought. She's like, what is my life? It's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. But she's like, something's like, I'm sitting on something. And she like, you know, checks her pockets. There's just a gum wrapper in there. Nothing that should be causing discomfort to her. And she goes back to her computer. She checks Instagram. She likes checking Instagram from her computer. It's really interesting. It's kind of unusual. Mm -hmm. But Melanie's a little unusual, you know. She does that because... The pictures are bigger, and she loves fashion so much that she really wants to—she follows a lot of fashion Instagrams, and she really likes who, what, where. And so she'll click that and likes to see the the outfits, like, full size. Makes sense. So— She is on Instagram. She's looking at these images of beautiful dresses, and she's kind of like, okay, well, this isn't going to be my life. This isn't going to be my world. And her butt is still, like, itching. (laughs) And and she cannot figure it out. And then she's like, huh, oh, wait, maybe it's actually, is it the couch? And she pulls up the cushion, and she sees under the, what would you call, like, the, um, the base, basically. Like, under the fabric base. Does that make sense? Like... Below the cushion, but... Like, if you remove the cushion, there's a... There's a, yeah, there's a sort of platform area. Exactly. There's a platform, and it has a, like, kind of mesh covering on it. Yeah. Okay, so she sees that under the mesh, there's, like, some glimmers. She's like, what is that? Hmm. And she doesn't know why, but she's compelled to cut the couch open. I mean, it could have been anything. It could have just been like the color of of the fabric, but she knew, no, I think this is something. She goes and she gets her X-Acto knife and she very carefully cuts the mesh off the base of the couch and it's filled with coins. Her dad's coins. More coins. More coins. I think her dad, you know, knew that money is both a blessing and a burden Mm -hmm. and did not want Melanie to think she had more than she did. Although he also did want her to think she had more than she did because he tricked her. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he's a, a complicated, he's a complicated fellow. Man. I can tell. <laughs> you know, he's a rascal. Oh, yeah, this guy, Jeff. Oh, this guy. Um, so she sees all this and she's like, well, then who knows? It could be fake. And she examines and they're real. And it is a lot. More than she had in the safe. So she gathers it all up and 
she goes back to Ralph's. Okay, so even though she has <laughs> the lead time about about a year of rent, she still does not take them to it. Yeah, because she's like, I mean, that's only going to pay for rent. Yeah. So it's not enough to live. Sure, but she's got, she could take a month. She could. Listen, <laughs> she could, but she needs to know how much money do I have? I think this is, you know, part of it is the unknown that's so scary. And she yeah. thought she had so much and then she didn't. She's been on a ride. Yeah. And she needs to know. So the coins, and I apologize. No, please, please. <laughs> the, co- the coins are not necessarily like old, rare coins. Mm-mm. It's just simply a lot of coins. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Like, you know, when you like put coins in a jar, like yeah. when you get home and you have loose change. Loose change. It's loose change. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I would think I was picturing like an old silver dollar from like 1942. Why would you, why would you ever think I was talking about uh, that? Because, you know what? It's because I'm dumb and I'm sorry. Okay. Well, thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no, this is just plain old. Just change. Just change. Old, dirty pennies and, and stuff. And then half of it was, you know, <laughs> was fake. fake. Yeah, fake. yeah. And um, that, like, you got to imagine that metal's worth something, though, too. Yeah, although I think some of it was just like party city money, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so she um, she goes back to Coinstar, and this time she's there for, I mean, hours and hours and hours and luckily they refilled the machine since last they were they're like oh this girl's back we gotta we gotta get on top of it so she's putting each penny into the coin star (laughs) and um she's about to put the last one in and she looks at it and she says no i'm keeping this this is a piece of my dad but I don't have to sacrifice like she you know she was in her head about if I use this money it means I'm like throwing away my dad or I'm selling my dad out but it doesn't have to be an either or like that and often life lives in the gray and in the middle so She has that revelation, and she looks at the last coin. She puts it in her pocket with the gum wrapper, keeping it company. And it rings up, and she has $1.2 million. And she is very excited, obviously. (laughs) She's as excited as anyone would be, of course. And um, it was a gift. It was a gift from her dad. And... She takes it home and she goes to computerjobs.com and says, actually, I am removing my original offer that says that I am available. I am not available. And she opens up condonast.com and goes to the jobs page and says, all right, here we go, doing it again. And she sends her resume out, and she gets to choose passion. She gets to choose passion. Yeah. And she looks outside, and the sun is coming out. And her sad is lifted, because her dad... Has gifted. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. 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 (laughs) I can't say anymore. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, so it was a happy story. It was, but there were sad, sad there were moments. Sad, there were sad moments. Yeah. Um, 
I I just keep thinking about her moving into that apartment and like her friends like lifting the couch that's full that's filled with at least four million coins. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy couch. Yeah, very heavy, heavy, couch. heavy couch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, or Monica, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was fun. Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay is a production of Hyperobject Industries and Sony Music Entertainment. It's executive produced by Adam McKay, Claire Slaughter, and me, Harry Nelson, with production assistance by Jordan Allen and Zaley Mahone. Engineering, sound design, and original score is by Isaac Lee. Thanks for listening, and I hope that one of these days we get to meet in person. Hey, Bob, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>